Hello, Sky friends, and welcome to Seasons of Skyrim, a custom 5e D&D adventure that focuses on the stories of our characters as they explore their impact on the world and the consequences that follow. I am your host and DM, Scott. Hi, my name is Shannon. I play Arnis Gray, or Gray the Great, to my fans. I am a half-elf bard. Hi, my name is Chris. I play Vale the Changeling Rogue, sometimes known as Kara Frostfall or Lord Carver Golddagger III. Hi, my name is Nate. I play Darvin Grimm, the human monk. Thank you for joining us. Please enjoy this chapter in Seasons of Skyrend. Book 2, Chapter 11, Chaos at the Royal House. Seneca, Ithaca, and Utica Tain spread the word of Pathox throughout the city of Karami. Some follow them in word, and some attempt to follow in deed. Dozens share Priest Diego's fate, an ashen stump where their heads used to be. A small number were found worthy, their conversion casting more chaos into the city as fires, snowstorms, and swarms of creatures sweep through. Many turn the Tains away, claiming loyalty to schools, churches, and some the government of the Bard's Rebellion. In response, they have been targeting these institutions. The Karami Community College for Bards resisted, and now half of it is a crater. Priest Diego's Church of Corum folded and is now an informal meeting place for the chaotic converts. It is only a matter of time before the Tains arrive at the royal house. That ballista on the roof sounds a whole lot better now, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> All right. What? I'm just saying. Before we get too deep into it, after your night of rest... Arnis, you've had a little bit more time with your earrings of fairy face that Owan made for you. And you do discover a magical ability they have, outside of just making yourself look prettier and sound like bells. You know. Here you go. I will say, keep in mind when you're wearing those that people can't understand you. So for the spells you have where people must do so, they will not work if you're wearing those earrings. What if I'm only wearing one of them? It doesn't work. <laughs> Nothing happens if you only wear one earring. You have to wear them both. It's a set. Right, so I could take one off and people can hear me and then I could put it back on. Right. <clears throat> um, the effect wouldn't work. I merely say that because of the last effect of those earrings that's on there. Right. Where if Which you remove it, the effect ends. Pretty ridiculous. Well, Ulwan's toys are pretty ridiculous. But it'll only work, like, on the castle grounds. <laughs> well, they're coming to us. Yeah. So, what are you doing today? I don't know. Buck up some chaos mages. Yeah. Do we have to? Is your intention to leave town? Are we really going to be able to fight them? They seem pretty OP. The question is, are they all running around together as one group, or can we pick them off individually? Pretty sure they're going to stick together. And if they weren't together when we started fighting one of them, the other two would get there pretty quick. 
well, where they are in the city. It's true, if they're far enough away. That's risky. Any of your lookouts or guards would tell you that, yes, they are traveling through the city as a group. Yeah. The three of them. Yeah. So we take our entire, our, all that's left of our army, and we take care of them. Why is Vale the one who wants to do the her right and heroic thing in this situation? Because Arnus has reached the point where he just really doesn't want to die. And I really don't want to die at the hands of the followers of the god I'm supposed to kill. Like, let's talk about like. But didn't we learn? That's like good didn't we learn right there. that the key to taking care of a god is taking care of their children? Couldn't this be the first step no, to weakening them? That's not what we learned. We learned it is our children that hurt us the most. So it's not taking out the children necessarily. So you have to join the cult. And no, we have to his children. turn the cult members. But that's not going to happen. So, like, ostensibly. Or at least in my interpretation, it could mean anything. Hmm. It was a vague statement on purpose. Yes. Yeah, I... I'm well aware. <laughs> like, I, so, I mean, it could mean exactly what you're saying, right? Start taking out the followers and you weaken the god. It could mean... I mean, that would that would make logical sense to me. If a god has no followers, how does he have power? If you were to kill all of the elves, what sort of power would the elven god have Did, if he didn't, had... Didn't that come up at some point in this campaign? Didn't we learn that that's not how it works? Uh, I feel I like know. it came up before. I might be wrong. We may have gotten more information about that at some point. I'm not remembering it. But, um... We have a source we can ask, but I doubt that source is going to answer that question. Liana? Yeah. Ooh, we should talk to Liana. She has already told you as much as she's going to tell you about killing gods. Oh, yeah. She's already told us this. She said she did not want to tell you anymore. But that was before the cast where just showed up. Also true. is also not a fan of Pathox and might help us. Yeah, but we have to right some wrongs first. Yeah, I feel least. like killing these dudes is a good step toward that. We should ask her if she has anything that she could do to help us fight these dudes if you're so afraid. That's a good starting point. Just, it's not it's not fear of having a fight. It's that I really I really don't want to die. Right, same. It's not fear of fighting, it's fear of dying. It's not fear of falling, it's fear of hitting the ground. <laughs> you idiot, the fall will kill you. <laughs> When did you become such fearful adventurers? I mean, how are you an assassin afraid of death? When these guys started, like, putting everybody up, I... When my time comes, I will gladly submit to it. How do you know your time isn't at their blame? Wouldn't your gods... Why am I the one convincing everyone to go fight this fight? Okay, Vale, go find Liana. Fine, I go to find Liana. Sure. She is still in the royal house. As mentioned before, she's spending a lot of time kind of holding open services, like one-on-one services. A lot of it's been with Earl Earl, but you're able to catch her. Uh, Arnis wants to talk to you. Would you come with me? I don't see why not. Why? Let's go. Thank you. And we find you. Yes, Gray. Mm. You're just... There's some chaos mages in town, which you probably already know. Yes. They're headed this way, and we're going to make a stand against them, of course. But we could use a little support. They are more powerful than we are. Well, I could... 
I could help you out as I did before. I could link you with someone if you wish. Which just potentially trades our first death for their life. Yeah. They would have to be willing, of course. Of course. I have concerns about that. Just because I don't... I mean, as much as I don't want to die, I don't want my death to be somebody else's either. Someone else to die in our place. Yeah. yeah. That's even worse. Um, is that is that our only option or the only thing you could do? That's all that she's willing to do right now. If you want more, you have to convince her of yeah. something. Oh. That's where dice rolls come in. This is what she's willing to do for free. Persuasion. Well, I should convince her that the situation is urgent because everyone is at risk, including... Well, I guess maybe not including her. Really her? But the town... But the town, the entire town is at risk. We've already lost dozens of people and... So... The Bard's College and... I think we're in... uh, We're in a little more dire straits than... Than simply linking us with another person would help with. Um, I don't think we have served this town as best we can, and so I believe it's our duty to see if we can save it from this thing that has come to our borders. But I don't use wrong words. I don't think we can right this wrong on our own. Very well. Is it still your intention to fight these mages? Yes. Roll persuasion. Start this game off with what Arnis does best. No big deal, guys. Just persuading a god. It's fine. It's totally fine. Everything's fine. Everything's terrible. Um, yeah, that's a 13. Hmm. Well, if simply linking you with some of your allies won't do, I could help you out with any negotiations with these mages if you can get them to agree to such a thing. Um, negotiations? A compromise. Uh, um... I'm quite the arbiter. Uh, I have no doubt. Um, but, uh, sitting down and chatting with us, I don't... I mean, I could, could try to make that happen, but I'm pretty sure they're past the point of wanting to talk to us. Well, it's your call. You're in charge here, after all. Yeah. I'll try. Anything else anybody else wants from Liana? Feel free to jump in, guys. Because my persuasion always goes so well. It doesn't even have to be persuasion at this point. Just like, you got anything? stab her? No. Got anything else you want to say to her? Anybody? Because I'm out. You have a god here. Not necessarily willing to intervene. Assist, maybe. Not so much intervene to do anything beyond stand there and do nothing. Um, unless I roll ridiculously well. I don't think that's going to be happening tonight. I mean, I guess we could try and negotiate, but what do we negotiate for? They pretty much want the town. They want to bring freedom to the town. Which means basically they want the town. For them, it's more anarchy than freedom right. as you know it. Right. right. To them, it's freedom. To you, it's lawlessness. Yeah. It's literal, individual, complete freedom. <laughs> they're libertarian. Yeah, no. They're yeah. anarchists. They're anarchists. Yeah. Because even a libertarian will follow the law as written. They're not just going to go around murdering people. To them, your law is your own. If pure chaotic was a thing, that's what they'd be. 
anyway. I've got nothing to say to this god. Okay. Trust gods as far as I can throw them. Okay. Anything from you, Darvin? <sighs> I don't think so. Okay. I can't think of anything. In which case, Liana will take her leave. She'll still be in the royal house, not far in case anybody wants to get her again. Meanwhile, outside of the royal house, during this past day, Colston has been exploring his newfound abilities. But mostly, mostly he's been asking guards, gang members, and just random people on the street for the whereabouts of the denouement, because he knows that's where Lorraine is at. But he has had very little success. The only thing he's been able to find out is that they are based somewhere on the east side of the city, but nothing more. Other than that, outside of the royal house, the chaos mages continue to sweep through the town, heading in your direction, definitely. And where is Colston? Somewhere on the east side. Just word that you've gotten through your tarnished hand member, city guards. Which is, that's where we are. Yes, everybody's, Mm -hmm. sorry, not everybody, yes. You're on the east side, the rich side of town. It's obviously where the royal house is. I just had to, uh, are we at the point where we have to take care of that guy too? That's on my list of things to do, it doesn't have to be on yours. Of course, if you just want to wait it out in the royal house, uh, the chaos mages will show up eventually. I mean, we could talk about using that thing as a thing. A little more specificity, please. Uh, the green power thing. What else we can do with it if we have to use the royal house as a choke point? We talked about using it as a weapon, weaponizing it before, and the limit is that we can't use it outside of this house. The grounds of the royal house. Right. The, the green and yellow flames of the bulb. The extent of their magic really only covers the royal house grounds. Right. Uh, it does exceed a little bit past the building, but definitely not past the gates or the walls surrounding it. Which is why we couldn't use it when we're thinking about fighting them outside. But if mm-hmm. we use the royal house as a choke point, yes. we might be able to set something up. Olwan is very practiced at using it to make toys for the royal playground back in Earl. He has already shown that he can make more, as he did with Arnis, the earrings of Fairy Face. He is not used to making out-and-out war weapons. He's used to making toys. Right. Things that are fancy and fun for rich people. So going beyond that is a stretch for him. Not saying impossible, but there's a chance it may not turn out as you wish. Gotcha. If he had things from the other playground with him, would they work in this area? He would not know. He's never been to another city with a bulb. God. And neither he nor Earl brought any with him. We could use some of those, like, poly poppers to turn into, like, huge creatures to fight them. Yeah, those would be a bad thing. Those are highly useful, especially because we take on the health of those creatures. Yeah. Man, listening to back episodes is useful. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's kind of nice to have audio recordings. Just like, <laughs> this is what happened. This is what we can do. This is what that did. This is who that person is. Anyways. So, yes, you could task Olwan with that. It is not quick, as was evidenced by the earrings. Yeah. Uh, he might be able to make one more thing for you before the Chaos Mages arrive. Gotcha. Given time, he could make stuff out of any number of items. But time is your limiting factor right now. Right. That and we would have to want to use the row house as a choke point, meaning meaning we'd wait and invite them to our doorstep, which obviously has drawbacks. So what's the plan? See the potential of what Darwin is asking. What I was looking is looking up as this thing that my earrings can do. 
I can I can cast Gaius once per day. The problem is I have to keep the earrings on in order for the spell to keep going, which means that I can't do anything else. You can do other things. I can't. All of your well, spells require people to understand you? Well, I mean, all of them have verbal components, so... Verbal components will still work. It's only if they must understand you. That may limit you, like, that may prevent you from using vicious mockery. Oh, no, no. Vicious mockery doesn't so require it, people to understand you. So if it just you. says, like, the person can hear you, that doesn't mean understand. Right. It has to specifically say, understand you. Yes, because I've been mocked in foreign languages before. Still oh, yeah. understood that I've been mocked. Yeah, vicious mockery doesn't require <laughs> Yeah, because okay. you've mocked creatures before, like, non-humanoid things, and that's worked just fine. It's just, if they must understand you, it won't work. You won't be able to get out a real sentence. But you can still do things. The bells chime in such a way that they make you feel like you are less of a person. <laughs> Just a real sassy bell. Okay. In which case, then, this plan isn't a terrible one. Because, I mean, theoretically, if I cast this on one of them, I can issue a command for them to fight for us. If it works. If it works. If it works. Yeah. I could tell them that they need to fight for us, and then we're down to fighting two of them, and then we only have to fight the one once we take care of the two, and they're helping us. Theoretically. Theoretically. Have you read the spell description for Gaius? That's what I was just doing. Okay. So I'm pretty sure the duration on that is like 30 days. I mean, you would have to stay in the royal house for those 30 days, but... Right. Well, I mean, which, like, it's... It would get... Wouldn't they have to roll if they took damage? I don't know what happens. Hang on. Let me... I didn't get that far. Or I, did, I mean, I read the whole thing, but like, it wasn't... You didn't pay attention to that part. No. I don't think that's the case. They take damage if they act against your okay. command, but they can only take that damage once per day. It is a lot of damage. It's 5d10 okay. psychic. I can... They can act against you, but the first time will be very painful. I don't think they get to save again. Um, you can end the spell early by using an action to dismiss it. Mm-hmm. And remove curse, greater restoration, or wish spell. Ends it, also ends it. I don't think you have any of those. Who the hell can cast wish? That's a ninth level spell. People can. Yes. That's the best that I've got. Sounds like a plan to me. It's only a good plan if it works. <laughs> it's still. The best I mean, have. do you know what I mean? Like, it's it's no, only like, it's only a good plan if this part of the plan works. Yeah, it's a gambit. It's not a Xanatos gambit. Very big difference. We, we all also can pull all of our men to help us fight too. Would you say to give us as many aces up our sleeve as we? It's an X Men joke. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's what I've got. Plus, we've got Sir Carl. Sir Carl Sir would be Carl. totally down to fight some chaos mages. We wouldn't even have to lie to him this time. No. Man, you've got to stop lying to Sir Carl. I do once. Yeah, that's enough. <laughs> Alright. Fair enough, he's a good dude. Alright, so that's what I got. I guess we summon the. People. Unless we wanted to ask Goana if he could pick us up or um, anything else. Is it possible I could send a letter off before this whole thing gets started? Vale would like to shoot off as best they can a letter of warning to the guild to let them know that a chaos mage is on their way. Or a chaos empowered individual to try and take Lorraine and that as soon as I deal with this issue I will come help deal with that issue. Referring to Colston. Yeah. Okay. I just say Colston. 
But if you want to refer to it. Chaos Powered Colston. Yeah, Chaos Colston. Chaos Colston. Cece. Is that his wife? Cece. It makes him sound so much less anything than right? he actually is. Um, coming to visit yeah, you can easily send a letter off. They already know that chaos mages are in the city, yeah. and they know that chaos mages are going to places of influence. And then this specific warning helps, because now they know specifically who, and Jorion, if he doesn't know Colston, he can find out about Colston, because he was a guard here in the city for quite some time, uh, so he's not a stranger. So they'll be able to identify him on site. And now we can focus on this first. Yeah, yeah, that's really just an issue for a different time. He's not going to find them while you guys are fighting the Chaos Mages. So, if I'm hearing correctly, the plan is to bring the Chaos Mages to you? Yeah, we'll summon our army too. I mean, our, like, people. Do they have time to, like, set up traps? Mines on the walkway up? How does this Red barrels on the path? You're not sure how much time you have. I mean, you don't see them in front of the Royal House yet. Uh, I don't have an hour, do I? You don't know if you have an hour. What do you need an hour for? Glyph of warning. Tell you what we can do. We can roll for it. Damn. <laughs> we can roll to see how much time we have. Is that what we're going to do? Basically. Sweet. Arnest wants an hour. I want an hour. I want a specific amount of time. I want it. Yeah, I need that. Okay. We'll see if they will be here in more than or less than oh, an hour. because you're doing a ritual. No, the casting time oh, is an hour. Yeah. Traps take a lot of time. Magical they traps do. take time. Casting time is one hour. So, Arnis, high or low? Low. It's a five. You have an hour. What are people doing with this hour? Arnis is preparing a glyph of warding. How does that work? Where is it going? Yeah, I think it might be good to tell your friends you where you're putting this glyph of warding so they do not trigger yeah. it. Well, she can set it so we don't trigger it. Yeah, that's also true. But all, you should know where it's at, so you're not there when it gets triggered. Yeah. Um, Talk us through this. Okay, so basically, I'm like, my my plan is to like open our front gates. Okay. Right. Basically, inviting them in through the front gates, and then like the glyph of warding is going to be like right there. So like the area it covers is no larger than ten feet in diameter. I'm going to make it the full like as big as I okay. can. Um, Where is this? It's on the path between the gate and the front door of the royal house. Yeah, but like as close to the gate as I can. Put it. Is the threshold just inside the gate? They pass yeah. through the threshold. Trigger. Yeah, so they don't have the opportunity. Like, so they can't. Mm-hmm. Skirt it by going like, yeah, okay. I'm like yeah. it's fine. And then what I want to do? Okay, um, you decide what triggers it. Oh yeah, it's gonna be them like stepping on it. Just like a ready to action, triggers need to be um, defined. You can like they step on it. It's probably a little vague. Let me look at the glyph of warding. Yeah. I just want to see how specific you have to be. I know you can be vague, but that also means other people might set it off. You decide what triggers the glyph when you cast the spell. For glyphs inscribed on the surface, the most typical triggers include touching or standing on the glyph, removing another object covering the glyph, approaching with a certain distance, or manipulating the object on which the glyph is inscribed. For glyphs inscribed within an object, most common triggers include opening, approaching within a certain distance, or seeing or reading the glyph. Once it's triggered, the spell ends. You can further refine the trigger so the spell activates only under certain circumstances or according to physical characteristics, such as height or weight, 
creature kind. You could set it to trigger on centaurs because you only know there's one centaur in town right now. Or alignment. You can also set conditions for creatures that don't trigger the glyph, such as those who say a certain password. So, what's the trigger? Any one chaotic evil. That would be assuming they're chaotic evil. Interesting version of chaotic neutral. Which I guess is not something we're allowed to know. Well, there is only one centaur in town right now. You know he's going to be with them. That's true. That would be terrible. What are the other two? Uticatane. He is a centaur. He carries the war scythe. Senecatane, she's the orc. She carries the big ol' axe. And Ithicatane is an elf. They carry bladed fans. Maybe I do want to just, like, keep our asses covered and say it triggers when a centaur steps on it. It's a pretty specific and odds of someone else triggering it are slim with that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Centaur. Centaur. Alright, you guys can think about what you're doing with your hour. And I will touch base with you in a moment. To make sure that everyone is well back. Because when this thing explodes, it's a big explosion. Like, the glyph is 10 foot in diameter and the explosion is 20 foot radius. So, like, well back. I don't know how to spend my hour. We need reinforcements. I mean, we need to make sure the withered hand is in position. The tarnished hand? Tarnished hand. We want as many of our men in the windows of the, uh... Royal House is possible for ranged attack. Smart. Cover. Smart. So, Arnis, you're using this hour to set a glyph. Mm-hmm. Darvin or Vale, what are you using this hour for? I'm thinking strategically. What is the... So, obviously, fence is here. Royal House is up some... I've always felt it was like up a slight incline, but I don't know exactly what the beyond the gate looks like. Okay. If there is any incline, it is very slight. It's just a very slight grade going downward from the perimeter of the house. Mostly just, you know, water drainage type stuff. Not enough that you're rolling boulders down it or spilling boiling acid. Um, That would just be spilling stuff on the ground and dropping rocks. (laughs) Between the gate and the front of the royal house, I may have said distance before, but it's roughly 50 to 75 feet. There's a nice walkway. There's a very nice garden around the royal house. So it's not like they open up the gate and they're within spitting distance of the front door. There still is some open space. In that open space, there are some hedges, there's some statues, fountain. Mostly open space, though. It's things they could use for individual cover, but you're not setting lines of soldiers behind these statues or behind this fountain or behind these shrubs. The hedges are along the perimeter of the royal house itself. There may be a very fancy topiary to one side. So, and then... For my purposes, so gate being something like this, right? House up here. I'm drawing a picture which doesn't help anyone on the podcast, but or I me in particular. Um, what's <laughs> what's the other side of the gate look like? Is there a road that runs in front of it? Are there like houses on the other side? What does that look like? Oh, on the outside of the gate. Yeah. Well, the main path, the main roadway that cuts through the east side, north south, does lead directly to the gate. It's a very wide walkway, definitely big enough for several carts to pass. There are no buildings butting up against the wall. There's at least an alleyway. Some spaces it's bigger, some spaces it's a little smaller. But on the exterior side of the royal house gates and wall, it's a path all the way around. The backside is a little more wild because north of the royal house, there's not any more city. There's still space that's considered part of Karami, 
but there's nothing back there. So it's not possible to set up a choke point at the gate then by having people like inside a building on the opposite side of the street or something? If they were inside a building, it wouldn't really be a choke point. It would be yeah, like an ambush point. Yeah, an ambush point. But those buildings are used for stuff. Those are shops or homes. Okay. And I think my hour is spent helping troops get themselves in hiding positions amongst the like topiaries and the fountain and the hedges so that when they get through the gate past your glyph, we have men in position to rush them in addition to men in the house ready to fire down upon them. Okay. Make sure they're out of range. Yeah. Well, yeah. You're going to define the range, and I will tell, help the men realize that they're not in range of the All explosion. Right. Okay. What is the range of your glyph? It is a 10-foot diameter circle. Yes. What is its range of effect? 40-foot diameter. That's huge. 20-foot radius. 20-foot radius. Okay, so that's an extra 15 feet around in every direction from the center point of your glyph. I'm oh, sorry, from the outside of your glyph. In which case, if you're going to position soldiers in between the gate and the royal house, I'm going to say there's enough room to hide, like, four. Okay. Just because they can't get that close. You don't want them blowing up. No, we don't want them blowing up. Okay, that's fair. I would take one of those positions. All right, what are you behind? Uh, hedge. Okay, so you're very close to the royal house then. I'm going to say you're like 15 feet away from the main door. Very close to the wall of the royal house itself. Darvin, what are you doing at this hour? I don't know. <laughs> oh. the men inside the house, the archers. Oh, yeah, that's a good soldiers. idea. Yeah, I'll do that. I'll take a position as one of those two because I can shoot a little. Okay. Do you have your vertical speed yet? No. <laughs> I didn't think so. I thought that was a pretty high-level monk skill. But that, uh, let's see. Just comes running down the side of the building. You can just jump off the building. That is true. I can. Jump so right off the building. That would be a pretty sweet entrance. Right? Let's see. So, Darvin, you're arranging members of the city guard on the interior of the building at the windows in order to shoot out. Yeah. Okay. I'll give you a four as well. Just because they have to be within range of the gate. Uh, for what? People. For archers. Oh. Positioned at windows. Gotcha. Um, there may be windows farther to the sides of the building, but they would be out of their short range to hit people at the gate. Gotcha. Where are you specifically? Um, like, oh, be on the roof. Ooh, Badass is that. On the roof, calling up targets. All right, yeah, that's a good idea. I'm on the roof. Because the difference of that fall is negligent to you. Or That's negligent. Negligent. <laughs> You're negligent on the roof. Negligent. That means I'm shirking my responsibilities. Maybe not. Don't that means that. I'm leaving. <laughs> Nerd gets on the roof, turns around, and just jumps off the other side of the building. <laughs> Peace out. Bye, Bye guys. Okay. Arnis, you finish setting the glyph. The hour is up. Where are you going? You have moments. Um, I'm basically going to stand in the doorway, right? So it's like gate, walkway, like steps, right? I'm assuming. And then doorway. Like, I'm going to stand in the doorway, like visible. Okay. Yeah. There's a few steps up to the doorway. Why not? As this hour draws to a close from your position. (laughs) Sorry. Oh, no, I I can't remember. What was that, Arnis? And I I put my earrings on. You put on your earrings of fairy face. Your ears get long and pointy. Your face gets very pretty and sparkly. And your voice gets very chimey. You know. Ding, ding. (laughs) (laughs) 
I'm just not gonna say words from now on. I'm just gonna go. Ding, ding, ding. Okay. I'm kidding. I won't do that. That's mean. It's gonna okay. have this combat really challenging. Probably the more persuasive that way. Ding, ding, ding. Anyway, from your positions, you can all see Seneca, Ipica, and Utica approach. They have a few of their converts with them. Colston amongst them. He has not drawn his weapon. Most of the others don't even have weapons. These weren't soldiers to begin with. They were people who simply wanted that ultimate personal freedom to do whatever they wanted, whenever they wanted. And they approach the gate, they see it open, and they see Aranus standing in the doorway. Utica will continue to be their spokesperson. Hail, friends! I see a familiar face. We did not realize that you were in charge here, but that's beside the point. A number of people have said they follow the rules of the Bard's Rebellion, and that their leaders are here. And then he speaks more for himself. Them so. He speaks more for them as a group, the Chaos Mages. Now, if the Bard's Rebellion leadership is no longer here, then those people would have no one to follow. We don't need to convince all of them individually. We just need to remove their structure. So you can step aside and let those people be free. Or we can help them find that freedom ourselves. Which is definitely a threat. What do you do? (laughs) (laughs) So, what I say in my head is... (laughs) What I say in my head is, Bring it on, motherfuckers. (laughs) What they hear is... They see me give the like, Let's go. (laughs) Oh, little rocks little... Yeah. The, like, come here. Gesture. You wave them in to come and take this freedom. Yeah. I mean, we're not just going to be like, later, after we've put in all this preparation. Just like, a lot of damn work to get here. Bye. Very well. Utica is totally alright with this scenario. Fight for freedom. It's what they do every day. He raises his war scythe, motions it forward. And their converts flood in through the gate, unimpeded by the glyph, followed lastly by the three of them together. They may be chaos mages, but they still understand battle tactics. There are waves that go in first, and then they come in, while the peons are distracted and go after the threat. Their forces rush in and start spreading out on the grounds outside the building. Seneca, Ithaca, and Utica march in together, stepping past the threshold of the gate, triggering this glyph. Yay, glyph! What happens when Utica, the centaur, steps on the glyph? The glyph erupts with magical energy in a 20-foot radius sphere centered on the glyph. The sphere spreads around corners. Each creature in the area must make a dexterity saving throw. Saving throws all around. I never decided on the type of damage. I was supposed to decide on a type. What type of damage is this? Fire. 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 Nice. (laughs) Okay. So if they fail, they take all the damage. If they succeed, they take half. All right. Let's roll for each of these people real quick. What's the DC? 15. Okay. The three of them march in past the gates. Being chaos mages, they just take things as they come. And they all fail their saving throw. (laughs) Nice. No. This is a decent roll. That'll do. I see at least one eight in there. There's two. (laughs) 
10, 12, 28. <laughs> no one else was in range of that. Everybody else had spread out far enough. All of their other forces had rushed in past that, yes. Okay. They literally ran. Okay. Okay. Now then, your glyph erupts in a fiery explosion, burning all three of them. But they continue on through, coming out worse for the wear, but not deterred. Let's roll initiative. I mean, it could have been worse, but not too much. Same. <laughs> oh, mine was still better than yours. <laughs> but it was still less than half. Nobody wants to go first on my side. Oh, that's good. Oi. Rough day for initiatives on my Mr. side. Uh, Mr. 12 over there might be going first. There's a real good chance Mr. 12 over there might be going first. Chris and Nate, can you also roll again for your uh, guard forces? My forces is even better than my roll, but not better than my Okay. Aranus. Oh, initiative. Uh, 11. Darvin. Mine is you. 6. A gentleman 6. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds better when you say it that way. Yeah. That's what I did. Thank you. Vale. 16. Darvin, the archers in the royal house. I rolled an 8. I don't okay. know there. I'm just going to have an 8. Okay. Vale. The soldiers hidden among the topiary and statuary. 14. So, the glyph erupts in fire. The newly converted chaos mages spread out on the grounds of the royal house. Your soldiers placed outside immediately jump them. And those groups are entangled with one another. And then Vale, seeing the three chaos mages emerge through the flame, a little singed, but still ready to go. What do you do? Am I stealthed at all, or is this just like a regular attack? Oh, uh, roll stealth. Is it 25? Yeah, you're stealth. What's up? Vale's gonna attack from their sneaky, sneaky position. Okay. With advantage. Who are you attacking? Hmm. Uh, I'm going to go with the elf because it looks the squishiest. Because it's an elf. Okay. What are you attacking with? Head crossbow. Alright. Crap, that's the 14. And you pop out from the hedge, fire off a crossbow bolt, and they just sort of flourish their bladed fan without even contacting it, more of just a show-off thing. Uh, And your bolt flies by. Anything else fail? Oh, I can use my cunning action to try and hide back behind the, another nearby bush. Well, you're behind the hedge, which is pretty close to the, the wall of the royal house. So you could just run further down the hedge yeah, if you wanted that. to. All right. Well, you're stuffed again. That's a crit fail. I tripped. Glad we got yeah. that away on the stuff. You're running in between the hedge and the building, and... Just after five or ten feet, a squirrel jumps out from the hedge in front of you, and you jump and just trip out over the hedge, and you're now on the other side, and everybody can see you. Yay! Damn squirrels. <laughs> they must be chaos mages, too. <laughs> chaos squirrels. Damn chaos squirrels. The soldiers you have in place outside on the grounds are attacking the lesser chaotic mages and engaging them in battle. It's a very odd-looking battle, because most of those people are not warriors, but they do have some chaos magic about them, so you see some weird energy fluctuations around them, and just kind of wisps of nothingness pushing blades aside. It's a bit of their chaotic aura. It's not to say it's going well for the chaos mages, but you see this. Next up would be Aranus. Oh. Oh, he's not going to be able to understand me. 
No one can understand you right now. Well, we're gonna see what happens. I'm gonna summon Sir Carl Luminous. I'm gonna do my bonus action first. I'm just gonna roll the dice. See what happens. I mean, metaphorically roll the dice. You tap on your belt. And there's a flash of light and the ever so familiar now tap tap as Sir Carl lands on the ground. Hail! What beasts need felling today? I'm just gonna point behind him. And he turns and sees a fight already in progress. There's just madness all around. Say no more! (laughs) They are a bit far away though. Um, Toss me. (laughs) Well, I'll leave this up to you. They're too far for him to get to. Would you like him to ride you? Or would you like to throw him? Uh, He's got very tiny legs. Yeah, he has very tiny legs. Um, That's like a good 50 feet away. Okay, that's that's my question. I am not moving. So I'm gonna have to throw it. Does it count my action? Yeah, I think it will. Shit. He can stand his ground here. Or he can go, like, ten feet out in front of you and wait. He cannot make it to them within the first couple rounds unless they get a whole lot closer. I'm going to say that's fine. Or if I have the opportunity, I can, like, kind of give him a good, like, toss or whatever next time. But I can't I can't waste my action this time. Okay. Like, I have to cast the thing I'm going to cast. <laughs> I have to do it now. <laughs> All right. You point at the Chaos Mages. Say no more! And he's just like feet ahead of you now, running with all his might. Love this guy so much. He's the best addition to any battle. And he starts whipping his flail around, waiting for a fight. Uh, Let's get Carl Luminous into the initiative. I better start rolling better when I attack things. Nope. 100% of no, don't do that. Sir Carl Luminous. So, Arnis. What else do you do? I am going to cast Gaius on not the elf. There's two others. You're going to be more specific. Um, There is Seneca the orc, Ithaca the elf, and Utica the centaur. I want to cast it on the orc. Okay, so you're going to attempt to cast Gaius on Seneca. That's a fifth level spell, right? As on that card? Mm -hmm. Okay. Because it's a shame you started with your big gun. Maybe. We'll see. There are things you haven't seen the Chaos Mages do yet. So I get to start it with one of your big spells. So you cast this. What is the command? That needs to come first. It has to be simple, right? A simple command? What does it say? You issue any command you choose short of an activity that would result in certain death, right? No suicidal commands. I can't command him to kill himself. Right. Which I'm not going to do anyway. Um, The command is... Um, to attack the followers of Patbox. Okay. Basically to change sides, but I'm trying to be specific about it. So, <laughs> your command is attack the followers of Pathox. Mm-hmm. Oh, which is a smart wording. Uh, what is the range on that? 60 feet. Okay. Seneca sees you casting magic and is going to use their reaction to use a little bit of chaos magic. Um, something called chaotic redirection. They have a limited pool of what they can do with this. But they are in range. You are in range. Carl is in range. 
Ithaca and Utica are also in range. Vale is. Oh, no, Darwin's no. not in range. Uh, <laughs> let's keep anybody it. Anybody who's like in the castle isn't going to be in range, right? They have to see and hear you. Most people cannot do both. Vale certainly can. Uh, so let's see. You're going to be one. Carl's going to be two. You're saying this in bell chimes, right? Yeah, but it doesn't matter. Yeah. I mean, like, in the actual spell it matters, but the... Well, way... yeah, but he doesn't understand what you're saying. Yeah. No, but he the... knows I'm casting magic. Yeah. The way those earrings work, that spell can be cast without them having to understand you. Mm-hmm. Because the earrings make you... Oh, what's the term? What's the term when people can't... When you speak gibberish? They make you speak gibberish. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this one magic spell does... Is able to take effect. Make you unintelligible? Sure. Your, uh, what's that? What's the ability called? What? The ability that you're using to cast that spell. Oh, Irresistible Charm. Irresistible Charm. That's pretty good. <laughs> mm-hmm. So you're using your Irresistible Charm, and they are going to attempt to redirect this spell to another creature within range. A two is Sir Carl. It doesn't actually matter. The command is to attack the followers of Pathox. He's going to do what so it was a waste. Which is what he was going to do anyways. Yeah, but it didn't waste a spell slot. He failed his saving throw, so he feels very compelled to do this thing. <laughs> it's a good thing he already was. Yeah. I worded it specifically enough that it's not like, just like, attack your brethren. Yeah. That would end <laughs> Turn against your friends. I was hoping for that, but no. Yeah. <laughs> like wish, be specific. Uh-huh. I've seen enough shit go wrong with genies. <laughs> but yes, now you've seen one of the Chaos Mage's Chaos abilities. Anything else you'd like to do? You still have your move, I believe. Oh, I'm not going anywhere. Okay. And then it is Seneca's turn. After turning this spell away, they're going to continue forward and close that gap down to about half. They can't attack you with their weapon, but they can use magic. So, I need my magic table. Okay. Not the uh, best spell in the world to cast. It's going to be a weird fight, guys. Yeah, it's going to be a weird fight. <laughs> it's going to be the weirdest. You have to give me a little bit of patience with these guys. Seneca motions towards you and casts Clairvoyance. Okay. Uh, which doesn't do anything to you, actually. Instead, it's going to place a sensor right there inside the doorway that allows them to see from that position. So they can see within the hall, and they can see, like, the archers that Darwin has placed there in the windows. But nothing else. Chaos magic is not always reliable, because it's chaotic. Hmm. But you see magic get cast, and then you just see this small glowing ball of light next to you. Kick it. No. (laughs) 100% no. Aren't you curious? I am, but I'm also magical, so I know that's a bad idea. And then it's Utica's turn. He will approach... Again, it's about halfway in between the gate and where you are at the front door. He's going to do the same. He's going to cast magic at you. Some magic. We don't know. Hey, that's a fun spell. Mm. (laughs) Sounds like not fun for me. They turn to you, swirl their war side above their head, point it towards you. The very forceful gesture. Cast. Ice storm. A hail of rock-hard ice pounds to the ground in a 20-foot radius, 40-foot high cylinder, centered on a point within range. That's me and Sir Carl. That is you and Sir Carl. Um, Darvin, where on the roof are you? Um, shit, like right... Um, uh, are you right above the door? 
pretty much. Okay. Uh, wherever I would have good line of sight. This would include you in that cylinder then, because it's a 40-foot high cylinder. Uh, this is a two-story building. It's a little bit tall for a two-story building, but not higher than 40 feet. So, make a dexterity saving throw. Uh, go ahead and roll for Sir Carl as well. Oh, I saved. I cannot roll for shit. Yeah, I got a 25. Okay, you definitely save Arnis. What did Sir Carl get? He rolled a 5. Yeah, he's not saving. Oh, no. <laughs> Sir Carl. Darwin and Sir Carl will take full. Arnis, you will take half of this damage. Oh, this will also turn all of this ground into difficult terrain. Yeah. So we're also not going anywhere. We can go somewhere, it I just takes twice Yeah. Carl's really not going anywhere. Darwin and Sir Carl will take 11 bludgeoning and 14 cold. But that means you will only take 5 bludgeoning and 7 cold. So 12. Oh, okay, got it, yeah. Well, now I'm almost dead. What are you at? 20. You're only at 7 less than me, just for perspective. I'm at less than half in one fell swoop. Yeah. And Utica looks very pleased that it was a damaging spell. It is Sir Carl's turn. And if his speed weren't low before, he's now on difficult terrain. And to you, these are just chunks of ice and hail. To him, these are boulders in his path. And you see him, like, placing a hand on one and hopping over it and, like, having to run around some of them. And he does not get very far. Poor little guy. But if the Chaos Mages continue their approach forward, he'll be very close to them by next round. Up next, Darvin's archers go. Roll for your archers, Darvin. Come on, archers. I'm tired of rolling for these NPCs. Come on, archers. Ten. And they fire a volley of arrows, and it hits a few of the uh, Chaos Converts. Go ahead and roll uh, 2d10. Eight and two. And these Chaos Converts... Between the work that Vale's soldiers and Darvin's archers are doing, they're not looking the best. At most, they're popping off like a cantrip here or there. But again, they're not warriors. They are just kind of going because it feels right. It's their turn. They're able to dish a bit back to Vale's soldiers, but not as much as they've been dealt so far. They're definitely on the losing side of that particular battle. It is Ithaca's turn. Vale, you shot at them. <laughs> so they are going to return the favor. They're going to peel off from their chaos buddies and start heading in your direction. And just fire off a random blast of magic in your direction. Yay! Random magic! I love random magic. Oh yeah, Ithaca has the bladed fans. So you see them twirl these fans about, spread their arms wide, bring them close together, sending out a burst of magic like wind. As it reaches you, it coalesces into an insect plague. Oh, yay. <laughs> so for 20 feet all around you... Awesome. ...are just these flying insects, like giant mosquitoes. Not super giant, but Large. bigger than usual. Like, as big as your thumb. It's just cool. mosquitoes everywhere. Each creature in the area must make a constitution saving throw. Oh, yay. Thank you. It's a 14. Uh, that's actually going to be a save. Yay! Like most Chaos Mages, they were not trained to be these things that they are. They got these skills and now they use them. It may not be their best ability. So you do manage to fend off a number of these insects, but you will take half damage on this. So you're able to just 
tough this out and swat some bugs. Half is still a lot. That's still 15 piercing damage. Um, can I uncanny dodge half of that? Uh, read to me what uncanny dodge is. attacker that you can see hits you with an attack. You can use your reaction to have the attack's damage. Oh, I don't... Because it's I a save? I don't think that counts because it's a save. Yeah. If it were an attack roll, yes. Okay. Let's save so it's first. 15? Yeah, it's 15. And you also know that um, if you end your turn in this space, you will be attacked by these creatures again. But it's only 20 feet, so you can easily get out of it. You know what? Let's say one of the Chaos Converts was headed your way. See if they get messed up by a bunch of bugs. Uh, they're also going to take a lot of damage. <laughs> they were literally like 15 feet from you. These insects just burst forth, and now they've just got giant mosquitoes on their face and in their eyes. And It's a bad day for the Chaos Converts. Like a bad day for the Chaos Converts. <laughs> yeah, they deserve a bad day for betraying their city. Fair enough. Darvin! To round out the round, what do you do from atop the royal house? I'm in range to fire arrows. What's the short range on your bow? To the 80 feet. Okay, then yes, absolutely. Who do you want to shoot? Smart to write it down. Is any, which of the dudes has taken damage? Any of them? Oh, they've all taken damage from the glyph, but no other damage. Oh. Is there one we're trying to target or something? Oh, that's right. So it doesn't matter? It doesn't matter. All right, I guess centaur guy, because he makes a good target. He's the mouthpiece of the three of them. Yeah. You're shooting at Utica. Oh, I crit. You hit. Yes. 13. Utica doesn't see you up there. You just fire down with an arrow and hit him in the horse part. Like, along the spine. <laughs> and he rears up in shock and just gazes up at you. <laughs> Mad. Is there anything else you'd like to do? Then I'll fire another shot at him. Fire. Not quite as good. That's a 13. Yeah, that's not going to hit. All right. He starts weaving and bobbing as you fire another arrow and just thump into the ground. You've got your bonus action and move. Oh, I think I'm okay. I mean... You want to stay up there? Yeah, for now. All right. And as the first round of combat ends... Yes, these are ridiculously long rounds of combat. You just see Colston chilling just inside the gate. He had run in along with the rest of the Chaos Converts, but... Not particularly interested in fighting. He's just kind of watching, paying a lot of attention to Vale. Because you're the one who knows where Lorraine's at. Mm-hmm. So back to the top of the round. Vale, what do you do? You're surrounded by insects. I'm going to move out of this thing. Closer to the rest of the combat? Fortunately, yes. Okay. You rush forward out of these insects. You need to get down here, because none of my abilities work that cause me to do <laughs> more damage unless you're with me. Uh, he needs a friend. Right. right now, I'm pretty much useless in this fight. I should mention that before I'd chosen not to jump up. Does the tarnished hand count as allies? Yeah. They are engaged right now with the chaos converts. None of them are engaging the guys we're trying to engage. Okay. Alright, I'll jump down uh, next round. It's mostly keeping the minions all at bay. At bay. Right. Um, we brought some minions. They, they brought, brought some minions. minions. Yeah. I mean, you can fight those people if you want. I don't, I don't see the point. <laughs> you have more minions than they do. And well, seeing as it's all for the same at this point, it doesn't matter who I shoot, uh, I'm going to go ahead and fire off a crossbow wall to Colston. Just out of spite. <laughs> it's all the same right now. It is. Oh my gosh. Okay. Um, you run 20 feet out of these insects and just take a quick knee. Fire well to Colston. Crit, crit, crit! 
<laughs> Fucking yes, that is goddamn fate. Uh, call your shots, why don't you? Yeah, that hits. Let me get Colston down here on my sheet so he's got stats now. Poor Colston. Um, poor Colston, poor I wish us. it was a crit on sneak attack. Unfortunately, no. You could have told me to jump down before I ended my I turn. I didn't realize it until it was my turn, and I was thinking about what I was going to do. I thought I was supposed to stay up and fire a shot. That's fine. I thought that was the plan. It keeps you safe. Was, no, it doesn't. <laughs> Apparently not. <laughs> that was the plan in my mind until I realized that our men were not getting engaged with the guys mm-hmm. we needed to be fighting, and I'm all but useless. Yes. You can tell them to fight the Tanes if you want. That would make them turn their backs on the Chaos Converts. And cause what I would assume is a bigger problem. It would turn the main portion of the fight into quite a mess. There'd be a lot of bodies around. People trying to move in and out would definitely have a difficult time avoiding those attacks of opportunity. (laughs) Uh, How much damage? Eight. Eight damage to Colston. Alright, Vale, you shoot Colston with the crossbow bolt, catching him completely off guard. Yeah, it sinks into his shoulder. Screams out in pain and just narrows his eyes at you. Anything else? I'm gonna try my cunning action again, try and hide somewhere. I'll say there's only one thing within range after moving those 20 feet out of the insects. You can get behind this very small statue. It's, um, what's a good animal to have out on your lawn as a statue? Wolf. Deer. Wolf. A little wolf statue out there. And you hop behind that. You have to crouch down. Or squirrel, maybe. It's not a very big statue. (laughs) Some people definitely see you there. You've got some cover from Colston if he were to try to attack you. Not so much from the main three Chaos Mages. Up next, uh, Vale, your guards. Go ahead and roll for them. See how they do against these Chaos Converts. I'm not going to use that again. It's going to turn on me. That was two. That didn't do anything. The city guard getting a little freaked out by this crazy magic that's going on. They're used to normal fights. And when when they do see magic, it's more akin to what Aranus does. People with purpose and direction, not just throwing magic all around. Up next is Aranus, standing in the doorway, a little ball of light from the clairvoyance there floating next to you. Just hanging out. Alright, these earrings are already useless to me. Um, It doesn't say anything about, like, taking them on and off, like... That's a free action. action or anything? Like, it doesn't matter. They're earrings, come on now. Okay, I'm gonna take them off. Just because Aww. if I'm going to insult these people... Oh yeah, let's get this fight going, yo. Just because if I'm going to insult these people, I want them to know what I'm saying. Um, <laughs> oh, I was looking forward to more... Ding, 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 ding. No, the sassy was, bells. That was fun the first time, though. Let's go, motherfuckers. Ding, 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 ding. What do you do with the earrings? I stick them in my pocket. Okay. Oh, they have that stupid reaction ability. Mm-hmm. And I'm the only one casting magic. Which means that everything I use against them. Okay. What is random who they target it to? It could end up going back to themselves or one of their friends. Okay. Or one of your friends. I'm going to cast Vicious Mockery on Seneca. Okay. Keep focus fire on Seneca. Yeah. Uh, What's this insult? I'm still pissed about the ice. Um. (laughs) (laughs) It's still all around you. So the, the, the insult is, Really? You attack me with winter? Really? A season? <laughs> Chill. <laughs> okay, forget vicious mockery. I just slap him in the face. I mean, that's the vicious mockery, right? Basically. Okay. Yeah, basically. And Seneca says, "Chill," as they use their chaotic redirection 
to... It's not an attack, though. No, it's not. It's a save. They can still redirect it. Okay. I just wanted to make sure. Crap. All right. Well, then none of my abilities are useful. That's not true. Yes, there's a limited number of uses of that ability, which I got there is true because that would but be if OP it's a re- if it wasn't limited. If it's a reaction, it's once per round, and I'm the yeah. only one casting magic. Oh, well, what I mean is he's kind of only... It'll run out eventually. ...so many times he can do it, or else yeah. if he can do it unlimitedly, that's OP. Oh, yeah. oh, 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 I understand. Little peek behind the curtain here. It's a limited pool. It is definitely based on the level of spell that you are casting at them. But I wouldn't know that. You, Arnest, don't know that. Yeah. But... You're also pretty sure, like, no magician can do everything forever. Right. Well, I know that. Except for cantrips. Can't do that. Yeah. Then it's the axe. Spin the axe in their hand like a baton. Miss America over three is right back to Seneca. The words just kind of, like, float around and just hit them in the face. And they have to roll what? Save. Oh, it's a wisdom saving. They still have to make the save. Oh, that's a five. Roll your damage. damage, and they have disadvantage on the next attack. They're gonna take two damage. Oh no, three damage. So much better than two. Lords hit them, and Seneca starts shaking her head, trying to get the magical effects off to no avail. Nah, avail. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Look, avail. <laughs> I think you've had enough to drink. Put the earrings back on. We don't need to understand you anymore. Sweet. <laughs> Ding a ling ling. The bells of hell. Alright. Except you can't hear me, it's not laughing either. It's just ting a ling ling. Like people still see you making the laughing motion. <laughs> that motion, especially the turtle on the Gosh, don't, 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 don't. Ding a ling a ling a ling. Alright, are we done? Are we done? Because Seneca wants to return the favor now. I'm done. Um, I have to be. <sighs> This damn difficult terrain affects them, too. Yes, it does. She's not able to get all the way up to you, stopping about ten feet shot. Probably right next to where Sir Carl is at the moment, actually. To his delight. And mine. Oh, that means she can attack Sir Carl as well. No. So the first thing she does is try to use her axe like a golf club and just smack Carl. No. Smack it at Carl. No smack it at Carl. No, no, actually. Sir Carl's very tiny, and he quickly dives to the side. <laughs> and the axe goes wide. Oh, this is so uh, She spins that axe over her head, and then directs some chaos magic over at Aranus. Was that her disadvantage? Oh, shit, that wasn't even with disadvantage. Still failed. I just want to see if failed more. They might have dropped their axe or something. Ethic or fail? Thank you for reminding me. Uh, so, directing some magic over towards Aranus. Good news. No. The ice is gone. Oh, replaced by what? As Seneca finishes spinning her axe and points it off in your direction, you see a brief flash of light as a fireball just explodes from her axe. So I'm gonna die. You're gonna have to make a dex save, I believe. Shit. Dex saves are good for me. That's a 25. Okay, then you're definitely taking half damage. Oh, um, good. Half damage. Would you like to roll for Sir Carl as well? Mm. Oh, wait. It's gotta be on range. No, yeah, Because yeah. if Sir Carl was in range, she'd be in range, too. Yeah. yeah I don't she think she's that 20 Yeah, no. That would be weird. I mean, it's chaos. It's very likely it could happen. Oh, um, which okay. is why chaos mages don't always live forever. 
But yeah, oh. sorry. Oh. <laughs> I don't think hurt to me is the reason. <laughs> that they're self-destructive? What I... What? What I thought when you said that, well, the god Chaos just sometimes randomly kills his <laughs> followers for no reason, because Chaos. <laughs> oh, that's probably true, too. <laughs> that may be true, but it's also but because also, their control of magic... Fireball itself. <laughs> their control of magic is... <laughs> At best. They release magical energy. Sometimes they fireball. It coalesces into specific spells. In this case, fireball. I need to roll this twice. Oh my god. We're taking half. Okay. Yeah, it's a Oh, that's small. Good. 25, so you take 12. 12 fire damage. Perfect. As this explodes around you. It's two rounds of combat. Full points of damage each round, just in case anyone's paying attention. It's not so bad. But that has happened. I've only been hit once and it's over 50% of my health. Well, I'm now at you know, over 50%. I'm at 50. Okay. But it's fine. We're totally gonna live through this. Utica, the centaur, not happy that they just got shot with a freaking arrow from the roof, uh, turns their attention up to Darwin. Should have jumped be- down last turn and dead. It'd have to be a very big area of effect to include you two. Well, the last one included him. <laughs> it was a very big area of effect. It was a 40-foot tall cone. This is what I'm saying. Anyways, Utica trots forward along the path, stopping just to the side of Seneca, out of reach of Sir Carl. Points their scythe up at you, Darvin, and magic. It happens. They cast Polymorph on a plant. No. This is a... Interesting spell here to cast on Darvin. Oh no. God damn it. Yes, it's going to affect Aranus 2. Up to six creatures of your choice in a 40 foot cube within range. Motherfucker. As Utica casts slow. Oh, that actually doesn't bug me so much. Uh, you alter time for up to six creatures. Darvin, Aranus, that'll be it. Make a wisdom saving throw. Oh, oh crap. Fuck. Nope. <laughs> nope. What were those numbers? Number seven. Nope. Nine. No. You will be affected by the spell for the duration, which is up to a minute. Mm. The effects are, your speed is halved. You take a minus two penalty to AC and dexterity saving throws, and you cannot use reactions. Fuck. Well, reactions are really just attacks of opportunity for you guys. Uh, cutting words is a reaction. Oh, is it? So I can't yeah. use re- I can't use cutting words. Correct. Uh, on your turn, you can use either an action or a bonus action, but not both. Regardless of the creature's abilities or magic items, it can't make more than one melee or ranged attack during its turn. So you can't use pretty much any of your abilities at all anymore. Okay. All right. Is there a way to get rid of it? It's a concentration spell. I'll let you know that much. Okay. I'm not done. If the creature attempts to cast a spell with a casting time of an action, Aranus, roll a d20. On an 11 or higher, the spell doesn't take effect until your next turn, and you must use your action to complete the spell. A creature affected by the spell makes another wisdom saving throw at the end of its turn. So you do get a chance every round to save again. Or you could break their concentration. Well, there's no reason not to attempt to do both. Right. right. Slow is a very fun spell. Oh, fun for you, maybe. You said minus 10 to dex saves, right? Yeah. Yes. I think once Arnus starts feeling the effects of it, you're like remembering back to training, you're like, oh, this is one of those spells. I do not think that's unreasonable at all. Who cast it? Utica? Yes, Utica cast it. Sir Carl's turn. He's going to climb up Seneca. Go, Carl. 
whip his flail about and just try to smack her in the stomach. He gets up to about belt level. No. He's gonna try once more. Still no. She flexes her abs and just bounces off. (laughs) But Vale, now you do have an ally next to Seneca, because Sir Carl is your ally. Darvin, roll for your archers. Oh, yeah, those guys. We'll continue to try to take out the Chaos Converts. They got a six. And those arrows just go wild. They're confused by the... There was ice, now there's fire. There's insects over there. There's this ball of light just floating in the doorway. It's weird. It's strange. They don't like it. Which takes us to Ithaca, who will again turn their attention to Ale. Seneca and Utica have the doorway kind of under wraps. You seem to be doing some crazy stuff. As they once again start twisting and twirling their fans and just with their left hand forcefully just extend their arm with the fan open and shut it and this beam of light emerges. Veil, they are casting blight on you. Necromantic energy washes over a creature, draining moisture and vitality from it. Make a constitution saving throw. That is a 12. This is going to be a little painful. I'm not going to be in a good way after this. I'm going to have to roll more dice after this. Oh, that's not a good sound. As this beam of necrotic energy hits you, and you just feel your energy and, yeah, your moisture just being sapped away, and you take 30 points of necrotic damage. I'm dead. Did you? I was at 29. Oh, one point. Were you really? Yeah. Vale gets a very withered, prune-like appearance and collapses down. Ithaca raises their other hand with the fan. That is one of your leaders. If you wish to end this madness now, you may. And with that, we'll bring this chapter to a close. But the story will always continue. Podcast art created by Vanessa Blockland. You can find more of her art on Facebook or at VanessaBlockland.com. Blockland spelled B-L-O-K-L-A-N-D. Podcast music by Daryl Dibber Reconos. You can find more of his music at Dibber.mo or at SoundCloud.com slash DibberMusic. Dibber spelled D-I-B-U-R. Website design by Patrick Dunkerley over at DunkDesigns.com. Thank you for listening to this chapter in Seasons of Skyrend. If you like what you heard, please give us a five-star rating and review on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you find us. If you want to chat, we're on Twitter at Skyrend Podcast, or you can email us at skyrendpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us online at skyrendpodcast.com.
Special thanks to Empower RSA for the use of his song Extension Deep Original Mix, available from his own label MaxNote Music at empowerrsa.bandcamp.com. And you can find him on Twitter at EmpowerRSA. That's the letter M, the word power, followed by the letters R-S-A. Go give him a listen. This week's chapter is made possible thanks to our wonderful cast and crew, all of you amazing listeners, and our special friends who would like to say hello. You got a one. First Turn roll. It in. First Turn roll. It in. A body falls past the window. <laughs> Put it down and you feel like shaky all over. Both your hands wow. immediately peg him as a cogman. So we've known each other for years. One of the knives is missing from a garter hilt because it is being pressed to your throat. Damn. Meanwhile, well, at least this time you didn't just go and open a door. This time it wasn't me. Something I'm happened. so happy. I almost lit myself hey. on fire because hey. I can't roll worth a damn. That is until... Her head snaps up. Yeah. Bitch. Cracks. Turns. Looks down at you. Eyes are really wide and all black. For oh. your services, sir. Oh, thank you, sir. This much pledge. I need uh, new shoes. So you took he, money from him, huh? He, he, we he, talked he, about this earlier. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, what the hell is going on here? Your last chance. What's going? On? I'm traveling with my niece. We had a. Oh my god. <laughs> The Steamrollers Adventure Podcast is available at rickstories.com or on iTunes. You can also get it on Stitcher and Google Play.